Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, Dr. Bly and his assistants are reveling in the success of their plot against Lois Lane. We'll look in on them in a moment. But right now, let's hear what Dan McCullough has in store for us. Say, gang, what are you going to do when you finish your homework this evening? Well, uh, that'd be a pretty good time to go over your collection of insignia and warplane buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pet. See how you're coming along with the second series. See if you've got some duplicates to trade with your pals. You know, there are 22 different buttons in this second series. Eight Army Air Squadron insignia, seven Navy insignia, three Marine insignia, and four warplanes. And you'll want to collect them all. You won't want to miss out on a single one because the colors are so sharp and bright, the outline's so clear-cut, those insignia really stand out against the sparkling white background. All the kids in the block will envy you when they see those swell-looking buttons pinned to your shirt or jacket or cap. And if one of the kids should happen to ask you how you got those keen-looking buttons, you just tell him they come as prizes in packages of that super-delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Tell him you didn't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. You can't buy these exciting buttons anywhere. Tell him to ask his mother, as you've asked your mother, to stock up on Kellogg's Pet. Then, inside each package, there's a thrilling prize, a full-colored insignia or warplane button. These buttons are prizes for all the gang from P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, the adventures of Superman. When one of his confidence gang, a girl named Dixie Lamar, shot and killed a federal agent, Dr. Bly, the cunning leader of the gang, abducted Lois Lane, who was almost a perfect double for Dixie. Late that night, dressed in Dixie's clothes and in a half-drugged condition, Lois was arrested in a low cafe on the waterfront and identified as the murderess. In her apartment, the police found the murder weapon and a key to a safe deposit box registered in the name of Dixie Lamar and containing $60,000 in cash. All the evidence pointed to Lois. For days, her friends on the Daily Planet, aided by the famous Batman and Robin, turned heaven and earth to find some clue to save the girl reporter, but in vain. Now, as we continue, it is the day on which Lois Lane goes on trial for her life. Dr. Bly, his jitterbug assistant, Happy, and Dixie Lamar are waiting in a shabby tenement apartment. Listen. You know, Doc, I was just thinking. Happy! Turn that up. Beating my eardrums off. Now, stop it. Well, it counts a solid sender, Doc, and that's what I need now to suit me knife, see? I'm jumping. He's jumping. I'm the one in the middle, and he's jumping. For the last time, Happy, turn off that yowling phonograph. Okay, okay. That's better. Now, what were you saying, Dixie? I wasn't saying. I was thinking. What if they don't send Lois Lane to the chair? Don't worry, they will. I wish I could be so sure. Great, me too. 
If they smell wise, she's the wrong dilly, they'll ride the beam to Dixie here, and then where'll I be? And you too, Doc. I tell you, there's nothing to worry about. They can't possibly prove Miss Lane isn't Dixie. You hope. I know. Yeah? Supposing something happens to upset the wagon. How many times must I tell you nothing can happen? Look, Doc. Supposing the law brings in somebody who knows it was you posing as Mr. Hemingway, the press agent. And tells how you got Miss Lane to playland and into the tunnel. Ah, how about that, Doc? Nobody knows about that except you two. And Happy's brother-in-law, Joe Hanson. Suppose the cops bring Joe in and sweat him. And he goes yelling, spills the work. That's impossible. Why is it? Because Joe is quite harmless at the moment. What do you mean, quite harmless? Yeah, give up, Doc. Fortunately, I arranged to have Joe watched. And when I learned he'd made an appointment with Batman, Clark Kent, well, I managed to see Joe before they did. You rubbed him out, huh? If you wish to be that vulgar, yes. Boy, now I feel better. Gee, I got to hand it to you, Doc. You think of everything. Yeah, man, a Doc's a real big-time operator. Oh, thank you. So you see, Miss Lane hasn't a chance. She can't explain away the evidence we planted in her apartment. She can't produce Mr. Hemingway, whom she says framed her. <laughs> because there isn't any Mr. Hemingway. And she can't produce the only other person who knows the truth because that person, Joe Hanson, is dead. And she looks so much like me. Three of the witnesses who saw me shoot that federal clock cop swore she'd done it. Whee! It's in the bag. Happy, turn on that jive again and I'll cut a caper with you. Boy, I gotta celebrate. Okay, Doc. We'll show you some solid rhythm rocking. All right, all right. But don't lay one dance. That jitterbug dancing is as bad as that so-called music. Sure, just one caper, Doc. Dig that jive. Come on, Dixie, let's cut her up. Yeah, man, let's get in that old groove. Gleefully, the three conspirators make merry over the plight of Lois Lane, who at this moment in the criminal court is on trial for her life. Deathly pale, Lois is seated at a table with her lawyer, listening to witness after witness brand her as the girl who shot the federal agent in the lobby of the Burton Arms Hotel. In the first row of the tense, crowded courtroom, a few feet behind Lois, sit Perry White, Clark Kent, and Jimmy Olsen. The seventh witness, the girl in charge of the cigar counter at the hotel, has just taken the oath and is stepping into the witness box. Kent, if this witness says Lois did it, I, I don't know what I'll do. Well, just don't lose your temper, Chief. The judge has already warned you. All right! All right, Mr. Clark! Proceed to the old witness, Mr. Prosecutor. Thank you, Your Honor. What is your name, please? Florence Mitchell. Where do you work, Mr. Mitchell? At the cigar stand in the lobby of the Burton Arms Hotel. And how long have you worked there? Oh, about two years. Now, on the night of August 18th last, were you on duty at the cigar counter as usual? Yes, sir. Tell us what you saw about 10 o'clock that evening. Yes, sir. Well, I saw a girl get out of the elevator and walk across the lobby. She was wearing a red dress and a mink coat. And, well, she seemed in a big hurry. When she got almost in front of my stand, a man stopped I heard him say, Miss Dixie Lamar, I believe. Then, well, she quick opened her handbag, pulled out a gun and shot him. Then, well, then she ran out of the lock. Well, now, would you recognize this girl if you saw her again, Mr. Dose? Oh, yes, sir. Like I said, she, she was right in front of me. I want to look around this courtroom, Mr. Dose, and tell me if you see that girl... Miss Dixie Lamont. If she says it was Lois. Quiet, Chief. Well, Miss Middle, do you see her? Yes, sir. There she is, sitting right at that table. That's not right. You better to lie. Now you listen to me, Judge. And you, young woman, Jeez, listen. Stop it. You'll only get thrown out. Order. Yes, sir. Order, I say, I have a courtroom here. Chief, come on, please. 
sit down. You can't help Lois this way. Oh. Does the attorney for the defense wish to cross examine the witness? No questions. Call the next witness. Sergeant Van Haley, take the stand, please. Who's this Blackfoot? Sergeant Haley, I think he's going to testify about what he found in Lois's apartment. Oh, gosh, this is terrible. Yes, we're down and with the coast off your guard. Hello? Take the stand, please. Mr. Kent, this is awful. If he says... Take it easy, Jim. Take it easy. Your name, please. Sergeant Fred Haley from the Trotless Police Department. On the night of August 21st, Sergeant, you went to the apartment of Miss Lois Lane? I did. Tell us what you found there. I found a gun. Thirty-two caliber revolver in which two shots were fired. I show you this revolver marked Exhibit B. And I ask you if this is the gun you found. That's the one, all right. Now, I wish to call the attention of the court and the jury to the fact that the fingerprints of the defendant, Miss Lane, were found on this weapon. And that it has been proven that two bullets from this gun killed Federal Agent John Stone. Order! Order! I'm getting Miss Lane's apartment. Somebody put it there, of course, to frame Lois. No, she's being crucified and weak to help her. Golly. Fire! Proceed, Mr. Prosecutor. What else did you find in Miss Lane's apartment, Sergeant? Well, I found some telegrams addressed to Dixie Lamar from Ace Scarlatti. The Chicago gangster was shot last month. I found a key to a safety deposit box in the South Street Bank, registered in the name of Dixie Lamar. There was 60000 in cash in the box. Leaning forward tensely, the crowded courtroom hears witness after witness give testimony damaging to Lois Lane. Testimony which draws her closer and closer into the shadow of the electric chair. We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. But first, here again is our good friend. You know, our American Air Forces did some mighty brave and wonderful things during the war. And you'll want to remember those stories about our fighting men. So that's another reason why all you members of the gang want to complete your second series of insignia and warplane buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep. Because each one of those dramatic insignia represents an Air Force squadron you've read and heard a lot about. These buttons are so classy looking, too, you're mighty proud to wear them on your shirt or your jacket or cap. Take the insignia of the Marine Bombing Squadron 433, for instance. That's a fierce-looking dragon riding a bomb, aiming a machine gun and a torpedo at the target below. That dragon's mighty ferocious, and he's really spitting fire. Makes a mighty brilliant insignia and a mighty colorful button. Now, gang, here's a tip. I won't be telling you about these exciting insignia and warplane buttons much longer, so you'd better get busy on your collection right away. Make sure you have all 22 buttons in the second series. Remember, you don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. Just ask Mom to stock up on that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Inside every package, there's a brilliant insignia or warplane button to add to your collection. It's your prize from P.E.P. Pet, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. On trial for her life... Lois Lane has heard the state present a score of witnesses to prove that she led a double life. But behind the front of a respectable newspaper reporter, she is really Dixie Lamar, member of a notorious confidence ring who shot and killed a federal agent. Now the crowded courtroom leans forward. Lois has come to the stand to testify in her own behalf. The prosecuting attorney turns on her like a wild beast. May I ask who framed you, Miss Lamar? Pardon me, Miss Lane. Listen to that, Ness. Quiet, Chief. A man named Mr. Henry. Who said he was a press agent for the Playland Amusement Park. That's right. It must have been him. Quiet, Jim. And who is this Mr. Hemingway, and where is he, Miss Lane? I told you who he You is. said he was a press agent of Playland. Well, he... 
So we have heard witnesses who have testified that Mr. Larry Spencer is the press agent at Playland. Mr. Hemingway said that he was the press agent, and he got me to come there so that he could abduct me. I don't know where he is. And neither does anyone else know, Miss Lane. Nobody ever heard of Mr. Hemingway. I did. Well, he said... That'll do, Jim. I and Jimmy Olsen follow Clark Kent from the courtroom as Lois tells her story to a sneering prosecutor and a clearly unbelieving jury. What has Kent thought of while Lois's life hangs in the balance? Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Tune in same time, same station for The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspapers. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.